Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. This week, we are talking about all things mentoring. I'm super stoked that with us, we have Dave Neff, who is the president and CEO of an amazing organization, Edge Mentoring. Now here on Up Next, if you're a loyal listener, you know we talk about mentoring a lot. It's a huge passion of mine, and frankly, I think it's going to save the world. So I'm super excited to be talking about Dave, about his passion for mentoring and how and why he started Edge Mentoring. Dave, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Gabrielle. So I think all of us know how important and how powerful mentoring can be. But why do you think most people aren't in a mentoring relationship, either mentoring others or being mentored by others? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. You know, I, something I've always said and observed is um, there'd be a lot more mentoring happening if if we did approach it with kind of a design mindset versus a default mindset. And I think mentoring does not happen by default in most cases, um, and that's why we started edge is to say we want more of this to begin taking place and and um and so yeah i think being intentional about seeking out mentors as well as as you not that you have to be 50 to be a mentor but even at 30 you know how do you start thinking about paying it forward to somebody that's just finishing college at 22 yeah so let's talk about you so who was your first mentor looking back who's been the most influential mentor and and how did you get so passionate about this so i think you know growing up playing sports you have you have coaches you have teachers that i didn't necessarily think of them as mentors because they had other names but um when i started my career 10 years ago uh, with the indiana pacers you know it was uh it was kind of a inside sales services role and you're, you're meeting a lot of people in, in sports industry and clients and season ticket holders. And as I transitioned into selling suites for the Indiana Pacers, um, met a lot of business leaders in the Indianapolis community and a couple in particular really stood out to me because they were at the top of their fields professionally, but they also had thriving marriages and actually loved their kids and, and just seemed to have a really balanced uh, approach to life. And so um, I would say my first kind of mentors in a professional sense happened early in my career with the Indiana Pacers. So what is the best lesson that you've learned from a mentor? Ooh, that's, that's good. I think um, I really, I really admire people that have experienced a lot of success uh, as the world probably thinks about success, but they don't let that necessarily define who they are. They kind of view it with an open hand to say, hey, look, I might have been giving this, whether it's financial means or influence or power or whatever, but they but they're very intentional with how they steward it and and they bring others along with them. And so I think staying small as your influence grows is really important. And and another lesson I've learned is just, you know, I've been faced with different things in the first 10 years of my career where you feel like you're getting kind of the short end of the stick, but one of my mentors, Jeff Simmons, really the visionary behind edge, um, said, Dave, always take the high road. And so, you know, just that, those little phrases of staying small, 
take the high road. Don't try to get around and roll around in the mud when somebody's, you know, maybe treating you a way that that's not right. Those are just a couple examples of of mentoring lessons I've oh, yeah. stick in my head. And what I love about each of those phrases is is it takes just a, a quick second to say, but the implications are so powerful. Yes. And uh, and and as I talk about mentoring, whether it's you know personally mentoring people or you know helping organizations develop mentoring programs, I, I'm constantly reminding them that mentoring doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing where, you know, mentoring could be, you know, meeting at Starbucks every Tuesday at 7am. Or, you know, it could be a moment, you know, it could be you listening to an audiobook or you, you know, hearing something from a friend of a friend, but there are so many different iterations of mentoring. And I think one of the reasons maybe people don't jump into this mentoring field is because they think, oh, I don't have time for that. So how do you at Edge overcome some of those objections, particularly from the mentor side? I think more people, and I mean, you could prove me wrong on this, but I, it seems like more people want to be mentored than people who want to mentor. Would you agree? Two biggest object, objections we hear at Edge from prospective mentors are, one, I don't have the time, as you just said. Two, um, I don't feel qualified. And so I find myself at 32 years old, as I'm recruiting a lot of mentors to, to, to potentially take on a group of mentees in our model, having to demystify what is mentoring. And I, and really what you're doing is you're just sharing your life experiences with some intentionality and some structure um, because you have more reps than a 23 year old or a 25 year old or 27 year old. And I think the, the time aspect, we, I always frame it up like this, Gabrielle, I say, to be an edge mentor in our model requires four to six hours of your month. That's less than 1% of your month. Think about it as a tithe on your time. Okay. And the, the, the ROI on that time, when you're pouring into five, six, seven young people is all of our mentors say for every unit I'm putting in, I get five to 10 X out. And so I think, realizing that the value is a two way street and it's not just going one way. So how do you find your mentors? I know as a, a millennial entrepreneur myself, when I was first starting out, I had no idea where to turn to. I didn't know how to ask advice. I didn't know who to ask advice to. And, and having a resource like Edge, especially a resource that is free and that is faith-based, it would have been a game changer for me. So how do you recruit people to be a part of the program? So we we try to set a pretty high bar for our mentors. We call we want A mentors, just like when you're starting a company, you want A talent, uh, B talent, a trick, C talent, C's, D's, and so on. And so we want A mentors. And and as we think about that, typically in our model, that's individuals ages 35 to 65, 70, still in the game professionally. They've been upwardly mobile. Doesn't mean they're all CEOs, but they bring professional credibility. Secondly, we have all of our mentors sign our statement of faith. We don't We don't require that for the mentees. And then third, they have to be able to do this, the ping pong, the back and forth. If I meet with a mentor that talks for 59 minutes of the hour about how great they are, they're probably not going to be a good fit. And on the other end of that, if you you meet with someone and it's like talking to the wall and there's no personality and there's no give, they're probably not going to be a fit. And so how do we go about finding folks like that? It started very organically, word of mouth. Hey, this person leads this company. I know they've got a faith. You should go talk to, I know this is something they're passionate about. So we'd get an introduction or they'd hear about Edge. As we've grown, it's been more through some of our content marketing. We've got a 
uh, email newsletter that goes out a couple times a month. We do pretty regular events here in the central Indiana area. Um, and so as our brand has grown and we've got a conference in the fall called EdgeX, we always see a spike uh, of mentors that apply after events like that. And so last year, and this year, our goal is to add 40 mentors, which creates runway for on average, you know, each mentor takes on six, seven mentees. So you do the math, it's 250, 300 mentees that can that can join Edge as a result. So how would you, for our listeners, how would you advise them on how to find their, their dream mentor? What are some <laughs> principles? What are some things that you've learned? How are you ca- coaching your mentees to, to really be mentored effectively? You've got to be curious. And I think there's this, I've, I've kind of thought about this, this sense of discipline, curiosity. I see some folks that are like, almost too curious, like they're a mile wide and an inch deep. And so you're never going <laughs> to get, I think we've all seen those people. Yeah. 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 And you're just never going to get anything done or make progress. And so as I think about, you know, I didn't set out to find mentors. It kind of, I was in the context of working for the Pacers. I was selling suites to kind of a C-suite crowd. And I think leadership and mentoring is, it's more caught than taught. Right. And as I came across individuals that really embodied who I wanted to be, be like in 10, 20 years, I took notice. And so when you meet people like that, there's, there's a natural synergy. There's a natural chemistry to say, I want to lean into this person. And the mentor is also saying, you know what? I like Gabrielle and, and I get energy from our our interactions. So I want to spend more time. And so I think if you're too rigid about what you're looking for, you may not find it, but but be open and be curious and, and just look for people that you already admire and look up to and see if you can build a yeah, relationship. That is incredible advice. And, and I can tell you as someone who has been very open to mentoring, I've found people that have said, yes, I definitely want to go after them. I want, I want to be mentored by them. But, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've approached people or that we've been in the midst of conversations like, yeah, this makes sense. And then later on down the line, it just looks like they're looking to duplicate themselves or clone themselves in you and create mini versions of themselves. And uh, and then that's not what mentoring's like. I'm sure that you can agree with that. Is is it's not you know in cloning ourselves just like like evangelism isn't about making clones. It's about making disciples, right? So it's it's those principles of helping people understand. Okay, how do I help this person who I'm mentoring become? the best version of themselves? How do I draw their calling, their destiny, and really come alongside their vision and help it come to fruition? Would you agree? I would. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, we don't, we don't look for our, uh, we, nor do we want our mentors at edge to, to make their mentees just like them and, and kind of edges secret sauce as we get applications from both mentees and mentors, as we we vet them. We do a phone screen with every mentee, really try to sit down face to face with our mentors and get a sense of who they are and who would go well with their personality, with their life experiences. And so the, the secret sauce is just that, that thoughtfulness of who goes into a group together. So you probably won't have six sales folks all in the same group, but to mix in maybe somebody that's, you know, marketer comes out of finance or operations or even works at a nonprofit. And then not just the vocations, but the life stage as well. Um, so 23 year olds on up to 32 year olds that some might be right out of school. Some might be eight, 10 years into their career and thinking about the personalities and the life experiences that, that can really create a, a dynamic conversation in those edge groups and edge calls. All right. So we, before we go into our last question that I ask all of our guests, 
If someone's interested in joining Edge, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, the best place to start is just go to our website, uh, edgementoring.org, and uh, there is a apply button for both mentor and mentees, and you can look at the application there. Um, they can also just reach out. I'm just Dave at edgementoring.org. Very cool. Email. You just gave out his email, everybody. That means he likes you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, so last question I ask all of our guests. It's kind of crazy, but we love it here. So it's if the 12-year-old version of you were to meet you now and see what you're doing, what would he think about it? <laughs> That's a great question because at 12, I mean, leading a mentoring, faith-based nonprofit mentoring organization didn't I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. So I, I would think you'd be like, what the heck are you doing? A, like you're getting paid to do that. Like you're somehow able to make that like a career. Um, but I think, you know, what's so fulfilling about edge is just seeing and hearing the stories of impact on both the mentors and the mentees. And it's very entrepreneurial what we're building at edge, but the impact, um, and hearing those stories is very fulfilling at the same time as we, as we build out this organization. So I think you would be a little surprised 12 year old Dave Neff, but, um, hopefully proud that, Hey, this is a, this is noble work. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm sure that he would be, uh, impressed as well as we are. So Dave, I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you've been doing, uh, in this mentoring space for, for fighting for opportunity for our generation, uh, to have wisdom and knowledge and support instilled in us by those who are older than us. I think it's an incredible organization and we can't wait to see uh, what you guys are up to in the future. So Dave Neff of Edge Mentoring, thanks for joining us. 